not this week's show. Show? Forward sizzle. And then we'll jump just, in. Just one, one more question. Yep. There was a debutante last year that played at Leichhardt Oval on a Saturday Matamua. night. And, and he was Justin Matamua. Justin Matamua. Is that him? He's a back rower, yep. G'day everybody, welcome to episode 278 of Not The Footy Show. We're back again a few days after leaving you a double episode to start 2023. And uh, Rob Cox is with me, I'm Warwick Nicholson. It's time to talk about those West Tigers, Coxsmith, your favourite team. I think we've established on the last pod about the Dragons that you're off the Dragons. The Red V is no longer a part of you and it's all about the West Tigers. Because this has been one of those teams that has uh, definitely filled our messages through the off-season. Uh, probably for the last two years, really, because this is now the Tim's Sheen show. I don't think there's any doubt about that. <laughs> That's hard to say. <laughs> there's another uh, word you could probably throw in the middle there as well. <laughs> no, that hey, was the Justin we'll Pasco something show. Because <laughs> uh, he's been definitely pushed to the side. Uh, all the decisions that he's made in the last, what, four or five years have pretty much been overturned by Timmy, who's come in at the end of 2021, wasn't it, that he came in just before they signed Coruscant and Papali'i, and he's yep. gone on an absolute binge to recreate this roster. Uh, mind you, speaking about someone who's recreated a roster, Gus Cool. not only has he done a few other movements, and we'll get to Canterbury soon in our series, but uh, S. Crichton fullback money at the Bulldogs next year, I think it's locked away, isn't it? Yeah, well, um, Pen- Penrith have uh, issued a statement today saying that he won't be at the Panthers mm. um, after the uh, final game of 2023. Um, and I think if you put uh, two and two together, you're going to come up with the answer there. And he- he'll be at the Bulldogs in 2024 for sure. Is there any hope, given of what one T. Sheens has done at the Tigers, and we'll get to the signings for this year in a second, do you reckon there's any hope that Timmy can just basically say, I've got Dewey coming off contract. I've got Brooks coming off contract. I don't really know between Staines and uh, Dane Laurie if they're my number one. Is there any chance that he basically goes, well, why not open the purse strings for S. Crichton at fullback? Well, he could, but I think he's got – when we get into his team, I think he's got more pressing matters. I think he's – you know, um, I think what we've seen from from Sheens over the last – a uh, few months has been good, hmm. but I don't know if he needs to buy a centre fullback at the moment because I think he's got a few options. Um, so I think that's why that's why the Bulldogs makes more sense. And and look, the the, the tie in with Gus and Cameron Seraldo, yeah. uh, as well as Burton um, and Kickow will make Crichton kind of walk in there like it's a second home. Yeah. I just reckon the Tigers could be a could be a threat if Tim decides, uh, and importantly, if Crichton doesn't commit his future yet. If we get you know a few months into twenty twenty three and Crichton hasn't signed a deal with anybody yet, he'll be pushing for the highest bidder. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the Tigers have a dip if they're allowed, but they've already had a dip at a few players. Let's look at the five players they have added for twenty twenty three, which pretty much all of them classify as big name signings. Uh, John Bateman, they got across the line at Christmas time. They've got David Clemmer from just before Christmas. End of 2021, they signed Api Corusau and Isaiah Papali'i. And then also in October of last year, they picked up Charlie Staines. 
I got a question for you, Cocksmith. I'm markedly impressed by that. That's a phenomenal effort. It's a it's a great recruitment spree. Can you think of one as significant in the last thirty years off the top of your head? Because I reckon there's one that 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 matches and probably exceeds it to be honest. But uh, it's it's a phenomenal overhaul of a roster. Can you think of it? Come of the year. Come of the year. Nineteen ninety six. Mate. So Super League War, here's the clues. Super League War is the reason that this team ended up with a embarrassment of riches. They had been absolute oh. easy beats for the early 90s, end of the golden era. Parramatta? Who'd they sign? Do you remember? Well, they didn't they get Jim Dimmick, mm-hmm. Jason Smith? Mm-hmm. Um, Phil? Who? Which Hill? Phil. Scott Hill. Phil. Phil. Phil McCracken. Uh, oh, Jared, Jared, Jared. Jared McCracken. <laughs> and they got Jim Dimmick as well. They got the, they got the Canterbury Four, the uh, Turncoats. Uh, they picked up yep. them, but that wasn't all they got that year, okay? They also picked up Gary Freeman from Penrith mm. this last season. They picked up Nathan Barnes from Newcastle. They picked up yep. Aaron Raper and Adam Ritson from Cronulla because they both signed with the ARL instead of going to Super League with the Sharks right. fans. And not only... In addition to that group, which is half a team, they picked up hard man Peter Johnson from Illawarra. who could hit like a um, sledgehammer. They picked up mm. Stuart Kelly from the Gold Coast, Rocket Rod Maybon from St. George, and a winger called Shane Russell, who was one of the only players that had shown any talent at the Sydney Tigers during that horrible middle 90s period. So they overhauled the roster to an extent that probably hasn't been seen since. And this is about as close as I think it gets um, for a just a monumental shift in the quality of what's on your team. Yeah. Yeah, look, uh, how did Parramatta do in 96, by the way? 96 wasn't great, but they uh, made prelim finals, I think, three of the next four years or four of the next five years or something like that, and the grand Mm. final in 2001. It certainly turned their club around. Uh, Look, I I, I actually think that this is – I think what Sheens has done here are probably better signings as far as they've been more more targeted – Signings. I think Parramatta just picked up players because they were available. Um, Or they were herded into Parramatta because of the whole loyalty factor. Yeah, yeah. What I'm looking at here, though, mate, is pretty darn good. And, I mean, there's one player you missed out on. Um, There is another one, and he has shown really good uh, utility value at other clubs he's been at, and that's Will Smith. Yeah. Um, He's he's there this year. And if, if Sheens and co can harness his... Uh, energy and willingness to play, um, I think he's in your top 17. Well, he's one of those um, players that could fill that, uh, I guess Canberra have been doing it and so have Penrith, but that utility who's not necessarily a booker role, that second utility factor, you can play anywhere in the outside backs, you can play your halves, you can play hook if he has to. You yeah, know, I, I, I think you can play anywhere in the back line hmm. uh, as well as at a pinch, uh, you know, dummy half and, and possibly a running lock if you wanted him there he's not big he's not very big but um i think he he brings on paper he brings really good value it'll just be which will smith turns up which mm. one we're going to see because we didn't really see a great will smith at, at the titans yeah uh, i don't think i think he was better at Parramatta and at um, penrith earlier on yeah there's two other uh, players that they've also effectively signed cocksmith they lost sean blow to a knee reconstruction in the trials last year and tommy yep. tellow i think was injured at the end of 21 and never actually played last year so two yep. potential, you know, I guess 12 months ago starters are now back in the mix 
at yep. the Tigers. The other names that they do have, uh, who they also added halfway through last year, is a guy called Tristan Riley, who's an outside back who'd come from the rugby system, and a uh, prop lock called Sion Fainu, who I think is brother of Manessi, uh, who okay. joined them from New South Wales Cup uh, and Manly last year. They're the the top twenty or top thirty squad members who are also new. So it's it's you know it's eight to ten players that are brand new. Mm-hmm. And if we just look at the farewell list, uh, it's long. It explains why there's so many spots, the new players in the team. You've got Luke Garner, Oliver Gildart, Jackson Hastings, Luciano Alua left halfway through last year, Jacob Little, Jock Madden, Thomas McKayley, Zane Musgrove, James Tamau, Tyrone Peachy, Kelma Tuolungi, Barmanu Brown, Austin Diaz, and James Roberts. It's, you know, there's 12 players or something there that have, have jumped out. Yeah, and to, to be fair, in my opinion, only two of those were probably worth keeping. Mm. Um, which was probably Tuolangi and Hastings. Yeah. Um, you know, I think I think they've done good. I, look, I think if you say, are they better, will they be a better team this year than they were last year? The answer for me has to be yes. Mm. Um, if if Sheens and, and Benji and Farah can get them to gel and all play for one another, um, I think they're definitely a better team. Um you know, as long as they're all pushing in the same direction, you know, things will be definitely better. Yeah. It's it's a remarkable shift in in roster management and approach to roster management because if you just take into consideration the players that have been let go, as you say, there's two that are quality. The rest are either past it or just aren't up to the standard. And Or, or don't fit into that team. I mean, yeah, you know, like yeah. I'm, I'm not trying to belittle players who are out there having a, a red-hot go, uh, which a lot of those guys were. Uh, I'm not saying that they were all throwaways, you know, because it's a nasty nasty thing to say about a player or a human being. But at the end of the day, um, for, for a team like the Tigers, I think if they could have kept two of those guys, if if the salary cap was a million bucks more and they could mm-hmm. have a top 32, I think Tuolangi and, and Hastings would have been the two that they would have chosen to keep. Um yeah, because Hastings just because his utility value and he's a very very good player, although he doesn't get along with John Bateman apparently. Uh, and Tuolangi, <laughs> I think they wanted him. They didn't want to lose him. Yeah. Having said that, they do potentially have Bateman and Papali as their edge players, and that's that's an upgrade on Tuolangi. It's just is. Uh, he's off to Manly. Yeah. There's a couple of quotes that uh, I sent to you or I sent you the article this morning. It's um, Tim Sheen sitting down with Chamis from the Herald. And it's it's pitched around all the juniors that are coming through as the best group. And look, that's always going to be said about any team's development system, especially in Sheen's case where he's been there for a couple of years now. So uh, he's going to be spruiking the kids he's brought through. But I thought the most interesting thing about this article was the comments that Sheen's has come out about uh, the direction they're going to go with Benji as his assistant coach, the style mm. of football they want to play, uh, and... There's an interesting part about this, which is basically him saying that if Benji is as good as he thinks he's going to be, he's not going to have a job in 12 months at all. Uh, you mean quote, she, Sheen's, won't, Sheen's she, won't have the job in 12 months? Sheen's yeah. words were, uh, Benji will kill it. He'll make it easy. There's just no doubt. In two years' time, you'll be ready to go easy. In fact, I reckon in 12 months' time, I'll have to watch my back. The thing about first thing Benji said was, even though he had good money and was working with guys in the media, is he wasn't getting any satisfaction about commentating on games. Yeah. Tim Sheens is an idiot. He, he he knows his stuff, and this is a heck of a toy set to play with if you're Benji Marshall coming in. 
the record doesn't get in fact impacted on you. It doesn't sit on your record whether you won or lost, but you've got a group of players that can make your whole club that much better. I mean, imagine if Benji was playing with this group of players three or four years mm. ago. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now he's the coach. What what do you think the, the approach from the Tigers is going to be with, with Benji and, and Tim Sheens at the helm with this kind of squad? Look, I I think I think as far as I think you're right. I think this is ideal for Benji to mm. to have training wheels on and, and and at least in the record books, nobody is going to be able to judge him on what happens. Uh, this is all this is all heavily falling on Coach Sheens. So Farah and Benji get a free shot here, yep. uh, at least for the next year. Um, and I and I get it that Benji probably isn't feeling the same kind of excitement in the commentary box as he would be in the coach's box. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there's been plenty of players who could have, should have, would have coached and didn't, mm. you know, Sterling. Sterling being one of them. <laughs> there we go, uh, thanks, Sterling. Matt, same below. Matt, Matt Johns, Andrew yep. Johns. Andrew Johns. You know, and there's probably good reason for that. Um, yeah, have a look at have a look at some coaches, mate. After five years of coaching, you know it might be corresponding with just the age that they're getting to, but generally, the, you know, a year of coaching is worth two years in the commentary box. You know, you tend mm. to age quite fast. Yeah. So, careful what you wish for. I yeah. guess is one way of saying it. But look, mate, Benji, Benji's one of those guys. Um, I really like him. I think he's a really good fella. Yep. Um, there aren't too many um, there aren't too many blemishes on his record. There's not too many people running around saying that he's a uh, an a hole or anything like that. He's a he's a, he's definitely a one of the good guys. Mm-hmm. He's also not somebody to take too much crap though. He's mm. you know he's very serious about his football. Uh, he's a winner, um, and he's always stood up in the big moments. So you know, let's. Um, Let's see how he goes. I wish him the best. I mean, what are your thoughts on him? Sheens is a smart dude. Uh, and I actually reckon he's ended up with the best situation because the other thing in this article that was not revealed because we knew that they'd been going after him, but he he got a, categorically says, uh, he's speaking about uh, things not working out for um, Maguire. He says, it didn't work out for Madge, but in saying that I didn't, as in Sheens didn't want the job straight up. As you very well know, I chased Cameron Seraldo and got criticised for offering him a five-year contract. It's funny how he's now at the Bulldogs on a five-year contract, but anyway. And he says, for Benji, he goes, he's already got to say at the club that we know, oh, I want to get rid of this player because it's not my team from Benji. You know, Sheens is is giving him the keys to the castle here, but he's doing it yep. not even with training wheels. I, I, I actually think this is... And I mean, you know, I'm not best. Sheen's fan, he, what he did for my club and what he did for Penrith. People forget that he actually was the one that started Penrith along their line for the success that, that Gould ended up taking him to. It's funny how that works sometimes and people forget. Uh, but this is what he's doing here. He's setting up Benji in a situation where he can basically have the best of every world and now he's got a roster that can do the damage. And I think that's why you probably saw Tim go, this is the year I'll take control because... Even though I've got the players I wanted a year ago in Coruscant and Papali, he's now got you know three other quality players on top of that. So yeah. he's he set the Look, table beautifully for Benji. I reckon and this is this is a really good move, and I think it's a better better pickup than Serraldo would have been for the Tigers in particular. 
Tim Sheen's got nothing left to prove. Hmm. He's coached at every level. He's had success at every level. I can't imagine that he'd have too much ego um, or, or too, too much want to satisfy an ego now. And there's nothing in it for him come win, lose or draw hmm. because he's going to hand the reins over in two years' time. Um, so even if he has... It, even if he has a modicum of success, people probably aren't going to think it's good enough. So he's on a bit of a hiding to nothing. So mm. I actually do believe it when he says that he's setting the club up for the future. Yeah. I think he sees himself as the best alternative right now because if Benji was thrown in there, Benji would be on a, on a hiding to nothing as well because we know that they're not going to be stupendously successful this year. They can't. Yeah. And yep. I'll tell you some reasons why they can't later. Yep. But so Sheens is happy to wear that, I think. And the thing that I think he the, – the, the key point here is that there's juniors coming through. Yep. He says that. We have to believe him because we don't know. But we have to believe him because they there's no team ever that's ever been able to win premierships by buying a team. Buying a team's too expensive. You know, if you if you choose your you have 17 favorite players right now and pretend there's no salary cap, I'll guarantee you when you build your 17 team like that, they'll come in probably five million over the salary cap. Yeah. So so you need you need juniors and you need journeymen. Um look at look at what Bellamy does. He brings journeymen into the team. He brings the players that are going to get paid 200, 250 in. They do a and job. Was, they do yeah, a good job. Yeah, yeah. Because otherwise, you just can't. You can't buy a team. It's impossible. The salary cap is insured, but you cannot buy a team. You can buy individuals, but you can't buy a team. So we have to believe. We have to believe Coach Sheens, and we have to hope that he's right. Um, because if he's not, you know, the Tigers will go on not getting into the top eight. That's just the way it is. Um, you've you've written out. What you think is there? Yeah, 17? the best seventeen from the whole squad. We're pretty similar, so why don't you tell me yours, mate? Okay. Uh, just quickly, we were saying about the juniors. Just want to backtrack slightly. I don't think Sheens goes out and buys this group of players if he doesn't think there's juniors coming through. I agree. Because I agree he's going to he's going to go. All right, we'll put the money out there for these guys. Yes, we're not going to win a premiership this year, which, as you say, is next to near impossible, but. These are the ones that will set the juniors up and will take the pressure off those young fellas coming through. So when they come in, it's not to the Wolves. It's actually into yep. a, a, alongside the Papa Lees, the Batemans, the Coruscants, et cetera. It's, it's really smart. All right, so fullback, this is probably the most contentious position at the Tigers in 2023. I've got Charlie Staines. Now, I think Dane Laurie is a good footy player, but I don't think he takes this team to another level at number one. So I'm, I'm giving Charlie Staines the, the, the opportunity to, to basically run, he, run himself off his feet, use his speed yep. around the rocks, and yep. focus on support let's, play as opposed to ball play. Let's compare Let's compare position for position so we can get through them. Yep. I agree with you. I think Staines, I think Staines is your number one um, for a few reasons, and I think I think mostly because of his, his absolute speed. Um, he's, he's not a bad defender. Um, and he, he, I think he deserves a first crack at the title for, for the number one because, as, you know, as good as Dane Laurie is, and I've got him elsewhere in my team, but yep. um, I, I think that Staines is a future star given the right coaching. 
you don't want to leave that speed just sitting on the wing the whole game. I just can't see it, especially if you're not convinced your halves are going to necessarily play to the level that you need them to to get your wingers involved. So I like Staines at fullback. And he also showed a lot of work rate in New South Wales Cup last year when he got the chance. He was playing fullback and not Taruva for the Panthers in New South Wales Cup. It's a really interesting note. Uh, That's the decision that they made. So basically, if anything happened to Dylan Edwards, Charlie Staines was probably going to get He was ready. He was ready in that particular role, that work rate role. And I think that's... I know there's some talk that, that Staines is the second fullback at training for the Tigers, but do you think the Tigers are showing us everything they want us to see? No, no, well, they're not. not. And they're not showing Who anybody got... anything, actually. Well, 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 one interesting thing about that um, that Chemis uh, article was that mm. Sheens obviously has had some media at training uh, who have spotted a couple of weird things going on. And, and Sheens has been quoted as saying that he's got everybody being able to play at least two positions. Yeah. yeah. Um, which which will go, you know, when we when we read out the rest of our teams, will probably make sense. But who have you got on your wings? Who are your wings? Uh, I think it'll be the returnee, David Nofaluma, Mr. David Nofaluma. He'll be on one wing and uh, Ken yep. Mamalo will be the other if he's fit, although he did play with one leg for most of the end of last season out of necessity. I'm not a massive rap on Mamalo because I think he's a little bit one-dimensional, as in he just is a bit of a bash and barge guy on the wing. Finishes okay, but I, yeah, I think you can find that in other players without spending big money, but they did bring him in on a good deal, so he'll be on one wing and Nofaluma. Yep, uh, I agree. I agree. Wing. I think I think Nofa coming back from Melbourne, Melbourne was probably good for him. Let's hope he carries that same swagger um, when he's. Um, when he's back for the Tigers. Noffa and Mamalo for me. What about your centres? Uh, quickly, just on that work rate factor again. you got Mamalo, Noffa Luma and Staines at your back three. Does that not remind you of Taylor May, Brian To'o and Dylan Edwards in terms of work rate? Mm. Very similar. Very similar. As long as, they can, as long as they can get in and work. Yeah, As long it. as they will. Uh, Adam Dewey is my centre alongside. That's probably going to be Naden as much as I probably wouldn't pick him. Uh, but I think he's been re-signed for another three years or something. So as much as I would leave him out, I think it'll be Naden and Dewey. I don't think Dewey's going to be at the six. I agree. Uh, I've got Dewey and Naden as well. But next to Naden, I've got bracketed Talau. Yep. And the fine. reason why I've got Talau is if he comes into the team, um, uh, I, I think he would come in to the team probably – in replacement of someone like Mamalo and Naden mm. would go to the wing. I think Talau is a is a future star if he stays fit. Yeah. So we're pretty similar in our in our way of thinking. That means there. that the likes of Stafford Toa misses out, uh yep. Junior Tupo misses out, Asu uh Kapoa also um don't they'll get games. Them. They will, but they they'll won't get, be in they'll that, get starting, games. that starting crew. So that means we've both got Dane Laurie at five eighth, is that correct? I yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And surprise, surprise, you made Brooksy in seven. Well, uh, where he's, quite, where he's the, been for the last 150 years. <laughs> the quote from old mate uh, Sheens is pretty much, Brooks needs involvement. Uh, he's got to play on the, his preferred side of the field, which is the left-hand side, at half-back. It's a pretty big um, backhander to Madge, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it is. But also the, also the other reason why, why Sheens has Laurie pl- playing a bit of half um, at training is because ultimately, mate, I think I think your mate Brooks has got six to eight weeks. If he doesn't fire, he's going to get fired. And Laurie, will, they've got no other halfbacks in there. Well, no notable halfbacks. Well, to, to your in, point, you've got Will Smith as probably the backup. And then you've got Will Smith. Jake Simpkin, the hooker, um, training a halfback. And, 
And and at a real pinch, you know, it'll weaken the team. But if you needed a halfback, um, you could probably have Appy. Uh, play oh, Dewey, halfback. Dewey can play seven if he had to. Yeah, you wouldn't want that. But I don't, um, you don't want that. <laughs> So, so Laurie and Brooks for the starting halves. What's the biggest downside uh, of playing Laurie at six? Look, I th- I, he's not very big, mm. so you're gonna you're probably going to be a little softer in defence on his side. Um, I I don't think that there's any I don't think there's any downsides, mate. I think I said this last year, uh, halfway through last year, I said that I see Laurie more as a six than a one. Um, the upside is he gets his hands on the ball a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think he's one of those players. I find him an exciting player, and I like him when he's running the ball and when he's got his hands on the ball. So, um, you know, I'm sure he's played some half in his time. I don't see a downside of having him. What about you? No, I think it's just something you've got to try. To get Staines into the team, this is what you've got to do. And I think yep. Dewey at centre is a far better prospect than Dewey at 5'8 or halfback. So I don't think – I just I just, I just, just don't think Dewey's a half. Yeah, I think we've covered that plenty in the last yeah, few I, do, I just few don't think he episodes, makes but... great decisions. I think he's more of a centre slash fullback. He's a runner. Than he is. He's a runner. Yeah. Get him yeah, off, I, I, him off I, someone's shoulder and watch what he can do. Absolutely. Uh, what about, what about Locke? Who do you got Locke? Locke forward. To keep him in, more involved in the game, I would put Isaiah Papali at 13 because I think mm. he can play anywhere in that forward pack and you want him touching the ball a lot more. You put him on an edge and then you put Bateman on an edge. I think you you make your team a little bit more one-dimensional. I think having yeah. Papali'i in that middle section is is a lot better option than a Jonathan Gowie or an Alex Twal, uh, who I think both need to stay in the front row rotation. You? Uh, well, I've got I've got often Gowie because I like Papali on an edge. Um, I really do. Uh, so th- we do differ a little bit there, but I've got I've got often Gowie um, as my thirteen. Um, and Papali at at eleven. Yeah. Um, now, obviously, obviously, you know everything's a little bit rotatable there. I've also got Bateman at twelve, of course. Yep. Um, it'd be silly to have him on a bench. Um, <laughs> so my back row is yep. um, Papali, Bateman, and often Gowie locking the screen. Mine's slightly different. I've got Bloor in there on an edge because yep. I just think you got to you got to test that pr- potential. If his knees back to one hundred percent. I just think he offers he'll offer something a bit more, and it just frees up a Papali'i. I'd love that Bateman at thirteen if I had the choice, but he seems to always want to play on edge, and he even yep. at Canberra he wanted to do that. So I don't think he's going to sign with the Tigers to get told where he's playing. I think he signed with yep. the Tigers to play where he wants to. Uh, but he yep. definitely offers, and the, the, the Bateman Papali'i thing, you know, it takes away some of the danger of having a Brooks and a Laureate defending <laughs> on the edge as well. It's a big yeah. upside. Uh, I get it. Front row? I get it. Uh, front row is Clemmer and Twal, obviously, with mm-hmm. Appy uh, at hooker. Um, <laughs> Heck of an upgrade, isn't it? From Jacob Little, think, uh, James yeah. Tamau, and Zane Musgrove. Yeah, I think I definitely think they've they've um, they've definitely upgraded there. Um, and I think Clemmer Clemmer will bring some much needed fire to the to the, the pack uh, to the team. Um, he takes every game very personally and very seriously. Uh, and I don't think that they'll be – no one will be walking over them this year mm. uh, and no one will be intimidating them, I don't think, um, especially with Clemmer in there. And, you know, even Bateman's a fiery little fella, so um, I think they've got plenty of starch in there. Um, but the, I think one of the most interesting things about this team is is the bench. Yep. And What's your bench? What's your – My my bench is different to yours. Yep. So I'll run through my four. I won't tell you any reasons why, but you'll get – Get what I mean. I've got Will Smith at 14. 
I got Blore, Matamua, and Stefano. They're my they're my picks. But there's also a couple of notable exceptions, which we'll talk about after you tell me your uh, bench. Yeah, well, I've got Simkin there as the the backup, and if he can also play seven as practicing a seven, I, I I lean towards him because I think he's got potential playing our dummy half. And if you want to give Happy a rest, which Penrith did, you know Penrith didn't play him eighty minutes every week. No, um, that's which Kenny. I can see this. Lifting. I can see this being done in a similar way. Often Gowie on the bench, Stefano on the bench, and I've got Fanua Pole, uh, Pole uh, on there as well. He impressed me at the back end of last year. He's okay. a middleman. Uh, again, he's going to be playing that 15, 20 minute role, so I actually don't mind that. Matamua, yeah. I think, is going to have to earn his spot in there, but he is definitely that prospect you look at. And I even I've only seen little bits of him, but. They rave about his ball playing ability, and that's mm. a positional addition to your squad that you're just going to get excited about if you're a Tigers fan. I, I brought I brought him in straight away because I, I mean, I look, I only saw him play the one game last year. I think he only played the one NRL game, and he got binned um, yeah. in that. But I, I like why he got binned. Yeah, um, he was lo- he was looking to hurt people a little yep. bit. Um, and Stefano because of his size, and you, you can't leave him out. He's there for a reason. Do you start Stefano and put Twal on the bench? Is the other thing you you could do that too, or you could start Stefano, put Twal at thirteen, and and have Often Gowie on the bench. I mean, that is a little bit fluid for me, and I'm yeah. I'm cool with that. Um, yeah. So, you know, but the the ones that'll miss out for starters, I think, will be Safarth, who, Safarth. who, who he's serviceable, he's a very good player, he's serviceable, he's a good player, yeah. Uh, I'd be much happier if Saints had bought him than yeah. a couple of others. Yeah, uh, Kapoa will probably yep. miss out. Toa. Stafford Toa is probably the biggest loser in this. Uh, yeah. He played a lot of first grade last year. Uh, yeah. The other names there, that's Sione, Sione Fanu is also in the mix. Uh, Brandon mm. Tumeth, uh, that's probably it, the, the guys that are, are likely to be seen in the squad. Uh, there's a player that I want to put out there as well. I don't think he'll play first grade anytime soon. It might be at the back end of the year, but they did sign a centre called Josh Feligi from Manly's system. He scored six tries in a SG ball game a year or so ago, and Manly weren't exactly stoked to lose him. I did a bit of research on him today. Apparently, he's bulked up Deluxe. It basically makes him look like an Aaron Shop clone. And looking at the highlights, (laughs) he he subscribes to the don't pass to anybody shop theory. So, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, he's one to watch definitely for them. But I think their biggest prospect beyond Matamua is still Charlie Staines. Yeah. He, yeah, Staines, has... Staines is untapped at the moment. Absolutely. I don't think we've seen the best of him. So Staines is really exciting, okay? Yep. He's untapped p- potential, like we've said. The biggest question for me, and it's something that they was never really raised in the Shamus uh, article, was the halves, okay? I know I'm going to sound like a broken record. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's pretend for a second Brooks and Laurie are your halves. Yeah. In fact, let's let's bracket Laurie with Dewey because yeah. otherwise there'll be some people that get offended. <laughs> Adam Dewey, and even and even if you have Staines, okay, Staines is an unknown quantity at fullback in the NRL. Yeah, all right, he may have played minutes there and he may have played games at the New South Wales Cup there, but he's a little bit of an unknown quantity. What I did for what I did for for perspective, mate, was this uh, a couple of hours ago before we got onto this call. I went back and I had a look at it, the last 15 years in the NRL, the grand final winners from the last 15 years in the NRL. Yeah. And I'm going to go through them very quickly for you. Go for it. And I'm going to read the spines for you. Love okay. And I'm going to start from 
going to start from back in 2008 when Manly won it. They had uh, Stewart, Lyon, Matt Orford, and Ballum. Yep. Okay. 2000, 2009, Slater, Brett Finch, uh, Cooper Cronk, Cameron Smith. 2010, Asterix. 2010, Darius Boyd, Jamie Soward, Ben Hornby, Dean Young. I think that was the softest spine yeah. of all the years. Yeah. 2011, Stewart, Foran, Daly Cherry Evans, and Ballon. 2012, Slater, Widdop, Cronk, Smith. 2013, Minicello, Maloney, Pierce, Friend. 14, Inglis, Keary, Reynolds, Appy, Corusau. 15, Lachlan Coote, Michael Morgan, Jonathan Thurston, Jake Granville. Mm-hmm. 2016, Ben Barber, Ben Barber, Maloney, Townsend, Ennis. Second weakest spine in the in the last 15 years. Still yeah. a pretty good spine though. Yeah. 2017, Slater, Munster, Cronk, Cameron Smith. 2018, Tedesco, Kiri, Cronk, and Friend. Yeah. 2019, the same except Verrills played because Friend was injured. Yep. 2020, Pappenhausen, Munster, Hughes, Smith. 2021 and 22, Edwards, Luai, Cleary, Appy, Coruscant. Yeah. You can't win a comp without a good spine. That's all there no. is to it. Everyone knows, well, hopefully everyone knows that now. You also need a good forward pack. They're getting a good forward pack, right. the Tigers. They're moving in the right direction, but what I have to say is, I think I think Sheens is probably tossing a coin in the air and saying, "I really hope Brooks comes good," mm-hmm. but I'm not sure he's going to. I think the next player they buy will be a halfback. Well, this is the question I had to you, which goes along the lines of it: is that which of the two do you keep paying beyond 2023, Adam Dewey or Luke Brooks? Because there's just there's just no way that Tim Sheens, after the job he's done to rebuild this forward pack and the fact that the juniors coming through predominantly are forwards, okay, yep. there is just no way he doesn't go out and loosen the purse strings for a playmaker. So one of these two is definitely not coming back. And I guess the question is, do you let them both walk? Okay, so so what I think is happening in Sheen's mind, uh, uh, there's probably a million things going on in his mind, but mm-hmm. as far as this goes, as far as this spine thing goes, I think he's hoping... He's hoping that Staines will come online and be a, a you know a gun player, a Brett Stewart style player. He's 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 keeping he's keeping Laurie in the in the um, roster for the halves because I don't think he's confident that Dewey and Brooks can do the job. Yeah, um, that's why he's also probably got Simkin and Will Smith. Simkin playing both nine and seven, so. If you're going to asterisk anyone, it'd be Dewey and Brooks to go because they're both on big coin. Yep, that's it. Now, if you get rid of Brooks and Dewey, you can probably afford afford a really good halfback and a, an emerging 5'8". Okay, because I imagine Brooks is on about 1.2. And, and Dewey, Dewey was think. on 8 or 9 from what I understood. Okay, so there's $2 million. Mm-hmm. You can buy some good players with two million bucks as long as you do it right, you know. Or you can develop some players and bring them in. If you've got a really strong seven, you can you can afford to have some running five eight. So this team, you know, as much as as much as the Tigers fans will probably hate me saying this, this team will do do better than they've done in the past. They have to do better than they did this year. <laughs> Four wins in twenty twenty two. Yeah. They will do better than they've done in very recent history, but it won't be a whole lot better. This is a building year. These are the years like we, we spoke about last podcast when I was talking about St. George. You you don't turn it around in one year. You mm. can't you can't afford to. You can't like 
we mentioned earlier on. You can't afford to buy a team. You can buy some players to inspire your team and to lift your team, but it's a short, it's a stopgap effort. You need to develop the juniors that can take the baton from the players like the Batemans and the Appy Coruscants and carry it on. Okay. So, yeah, I I think that they will do better than they did this year. We'll get to where you want to talk about the rankings. What are your thoughts though, just on what I just said? On given the last 15 years, we've probably had two little bit soft spines, but if you go through those teams, the Cronulla team, for example, and the St. George team of 2010, and you have a look at the rest of the players around them, St. George team from 2010 had the two best centres in the world at the time, mm. at Gaznier and, and Matt Cooper, as well as a, a formidable forward pack. Um, it wasn't all it just was, about the spine. But but Darius was was their playmaker and uh, yep. Sow would kick the ball everywhere. You know, That's right. He, he's the one that set up the first try. And Ben Horn was just a solid. pass man. That's what he was. Yeah. Uh, you know, having said that, Shane Perry's won a premiership. So, you know, we can you can get by with <laughs> with uh, Queensland Cup or New South Wales Cup superstars. Uh, yeah. It's no slight on him. He was also playing us to one D lock here, which anyone would be happy yeah. to play alongside. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, well, look, uh, look, Chad yeah. Townsend's won a premiership too, standing next to Maloney. Um, <laughs> Still going. You know, so. Neither, neither can Chad. Sorry, the Chad. Yeah. Uh, I, I lean towards the fact that I am, I, obviously, I love the, the argument as always, our oh, defence wins premierships. Well, it does because every team has a defence and every team has an offence. So you can argue that an offence wins premierships as well because they're on the field. Hmm. You need you need difference makers. And this is where you talk about the $2 million potential cap space plus more. I'm sure they'll have some extra after this year. I mean, everything, all the signs go, well, does Mitchell Moses, you know, complete the circle and come back to his club? He's the one that has the the price tag that will be in the, the the replacement factor for the Tigers if they want to do that. Could they afford Crichton and Moses? I mean, I don't want to get all recruitment whisperer here, but you never know. Uh, it's one of those things where I just can't see... I, I, I can't see, unless he has a spectacular season... Adam Dewey being in Tim Sheens' plans. He wasn't a Tim Sheens signing. He was signed on six games at fullback for South on ridiculous coin. He's come to the Tigers and he's been good, but he hasn't been great. He hasn't been the money that yeah. he's he's earning. And he's going to want more money now. He's at that age. There's no way he's going to say to him, oh, yeah, I'll take a, I'll take 200000 bucks less so I can be the the guy here for the next couple of years. And he went, good luck. He'll, he'll, take, mm. he'll, he'll go to the biggest, the highest bidder. Guaranteed. So Luke Brooks is the one they'll get on a, a discount if he stays. I, I, yeah, I lean I, towards him as the one that if they keep, it'll be him on a re- drastically reduced amount because he's had a good season. And I think he'll take that deal. He's, for, for me, Brooks is going to want to have to have a cracking season. And I'm talking about, you know, the Brooks in his debut year, cracking season, to even be considered for a re-sign because they've re-signed him so many times, mate, and they keep getting, you know, just average performances, unfortunately. And and you know what? The great thing about getting all these forwards in is that excuse will disappear, Yeah, that they will have the foundation to build. But, you know, I, I look at players like if you've got $2 million or if you've got $2.1 million to spend, you know, and and if your team does reasonably well, let's, mm. let's say they finish – I'm not saying that they will, but let's say they finish 10th or 11th and they have some good, strong showings and they beat a couple of 
teams above them. Yeah. And and the word is that the culture is good there and they're building. For two for two to two point one million, you could get the likes of Jerome Hughes and Scott Drinkwater. They fit into two point one million. Yeah. Those two players. I'm not saying they'd go there, but what I'm saying is those style of players, players that have done the business, have won premierships or at least played really good junior rep football and have been well, good yeah, for their clubs. Drinkwater had a spectacular year this year for the Cowboys. And, yeah. and entering entering last year, entering 2022, he wasn't the fullback. No, that's right. He wasn't the guy. He played He played his way into that that's position. A lesson, that's now, a lesson for one A. Dewey and L. Brooks, really. If things and, and don't I, go that early, they can, you can bounce back. And I reckon he's on about seven fifty. I reckon he's on about seven fifty up there. I reckon that's overs, but we never we don't know for sure. So, yep. And, and I reckon Jerome Hughes is on about a million. Oh, he'd be on huge coins. But see, you know, yeah, so neither neither of which are free agents, by the way. No, they're not free agents. I'm saying players like that though. You don't always have to go. You don't always have to just you know defer to the Moses. You know, it, it's it's. You're not thinking outside the box. So, you know, you defer to the Moses and all of a sudden, you know, they should maybe even have a look in England. Well, I'll you give know? you the name. I'll give you the name. Give me two uh, names. Give I, me I a got called out by Gavin on Instagram. Thanks, Gav. Uh, about my Dylan Brown to the Roosters whisper. It wasn't a prediction. Yeah. How dare he call it a prediction? We categorically said it wasn't. El Kiri off contract at the end of next year or the year after. Mm. He'll be 31, 32. He's a genuine playmaker. Oh, absolutely, but he's got issues. He take he gets head knocks, mate. Yeah, I, but I couldn't. I couldn't. I'm, I would think. No, I would think he's a very you, good player. Are you asking me but... to think outside the box in regards to Moses? Mm. I would take El Kiri over M-, M Moses if I was trying to win a comp. Yeah, I. Yeah, I, I, look, I, 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 yeah, I, you're probably right. Kiri has won a couple of comps, by the way. Forget all your asterisks and stuff like that. Did you know that in the 15 years to 2008, Kronk won five premierships? He won a third of the premierships at halfback. Guys, all right. How isn't Cooper Kronk being spoken of as a, a mortal? But he... At the moment. I know yeah, that Freddie's in front of him. And My whole argument Sorry, with that I, is... I do digress. The guys like the Dailies and the Langers and these guys. I, I love Cooper Kronk, but he's not as good as those guys. He's not. Not... <laughs> I don't agree. No. I don't agree. Uh, I think he's a better player than Daly. Oh, um, oh hang on. Langer, Sorry. Look. Yeah, I know he's your favourite. Stop. It's reception. And out. Well, put it this way. Put it this way. He, Wash your mouth out with that coffee, sir. He has won as many. There's no doubt in my mind that Cameron Smith will be an immortal, mm. okay, within the next 10 years. And he has won. One more than Cameron Smith. But how many is he won? They're not. They're asterisks. Five. No, they're five, mate. They're in the books. If you look it up on Wikipedia and look up Premiership winner from two thousand and nine, you see the storm. Wikipedia. Um, <laughs> that's good. It's um, about well, as rel- it's, that's about as reliable a source as the recruitment whisperers, mate. They won on the day, mate. Um, <laughs> I, I don't care about what happened in the year, but it's amazing. It's amazing when you go through and look at it. Uh, Cronk. Kronk yeah, is the most winning halfback of the last 15 years. My point is in regards to if Daly and and Stewart and, and Langer aren't getting in that immortal conversation, even Fittler, okay? Who I don't I don't Fitt- have it. I think so I don't have Fittler and Lockyer above the Daly Langer Stewart group. I don't have them above it. 
I just think they're all in that same category of they are all timers, they are legends. Mm. Are they immortals? Well, I don't know if any one of them is that far ahead of the others. And I don't have mm. Kronk in that in that that group. I don't have Slater in that group. I, I personally we'll, we'll have to we'll have to but, agree to disagree. But, I guess my point is we, we we bring it back. We don't have Adam yep. Dewey and we don't have Luke Brooks in that group, do we? No. But but is 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 Kronk still helping out the Roosters? Is he still is he still on the staff of the Roosters? I don't, I don't know. I was, I'd because say if so. he's not, I mean, you you geez, you'd want him in your in your team of coaches. I would have thought. Mm. Um, anyway, he probably is still with the Roosters. They tend to look after him for life there, um, which yeah. is great. Uh, but it, you know, another interesting point going back through the last fifteen years, Storm have won with an asterisk four, the Roosters three, Manly two, and Penrith two, and the rest of them one. Um, which goes to show you the you know probably the four strongest clubs from the last fifteen years is definitely those four that we just mentioned. Um, back to back to the the West Tigers, keeping? mate. Who are you keeping? If you had to keep one of the two, who are you keeping? Brooks or Dewey? Dewey, just because of his age. Wow. Okay. Uh, just because, just uh, mate, just because of his age, and I mean because of his utility utility value. Where but what are you paying? Are you happy pay? to pay him a million bucks? That's what he wants. No, no, I'm not paying him a million. I'll keep him, but I'm not paying him a million. Yeah. I, I reckon Dewey. I reckon Dewey's a seven hundred thousand dollar player. Oof, no, half that. I'm harsh, but I, I just don't. You're harsh. That's what don't you are. Don't see it. Don't see it. Uh, <laughs> I think he's a seven hundred thousand dollar player. I, I'd have to pay to play, but anyway. Uh, I think anyway. he's a seven hundred k player. If you can get him firing in the centres or fullback, I think that's. What's what I want to see from the? I want to see him embrace that role if that's where he's at. I don't want to hear this. We may not. Oh, she also may not want it. Playing five eighths, New South Wales Cup. He's like, please. Just release him and let him go. Geez, geez, Sheens wouldn't have liked that, would he? He wouldn't have liked that. He also <laughs> wouldn't have I, liked... Ticket out of town. Like, once that contract's up, he's not staying at the Tiger. That's my prediction. It, Sheens wouldn't have also liked what happened at the World Cup um, with the um, mm, mm, the mm. sledging of the referee. Yeah. Mate, Grant, Grant Atkins is a pretty straight up and down fella. I know him a little bit. And I'm not. I'm thinking he wasn't sending someone for nothing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm I'm mm. I'm on I'm I'm pretty much siding with Grant Atkins on that one. Uh speaking of sides, positions, tiers, they were four and twenty last year and they were sixteenth. First time I think they've won the wooden spoon. They were twenty mm. points off eighth spot, Cocksmith. So when you talk about will they play in the top eight, do you know how many points twenty points is in wins? Or how many wins no, twenty points is? Ten more ten more wins. So, they aren't gonna play top eight. They're not nah. playing top eight this year. They won't it's, make. They won't be playing in September. It will be a monumental effort. Even if you double their wins from last year, that's eight. My math's going tremendous right now. That's still six wins out of the top eight. So we're asking them to go. Yeah, I think if if they get past eight wins, that's a good season. If they can get into double figure wins, the average team plays twenty four games, three buys. Yep. Now it's that's why you've got to be careful because the buys will now still be worth two points. So. The, the, the cutoff figure is going to be going up this year in terms of, well, as in the general figure, which used to be like if you could go 12, 12 and 12, you'd get there. That'll still be technically correct at 24 points or 26 points. Now it'll be like 30. So you just can't afford to lose more than you win. And my concern with the Tigers <clears> is if uh, Brooks and Dewey are your two main guys come round one and come round 10 and however long Sheen decides to persist with it, um, I think seven or eight wins is the is the is the bright spot for them this year. And I like their Where, team. Yeah, I do too. Um, I had the Dragons coming in 13th, didn't I? Yeah, 13th, yeah. I had 14th. Okay. 
Okay. I'm just to be clear, everybody, the these are just these are we're putting them in positions we think they'll finish. This isn't like we've got a list in front of us that says one to seventeen. This is no, just filling no. as we do it. All right. Program. What's your what's your band? What's your band? Tell so me. It's one to four, five yeah. to ten, eleven to fourteen, fifteen to seventeen. Okay. Uh, eleven to fourteen. Yeah, I'm in the same boat, but it's still if, if they only win if they only win eight games, they could be in that fifteen to seventeen. It's entirely possible. Yeah. I got them finished fourteenth. Okay. Um just below the dragons. Well, I'll um, go I'll go thirteenth just to swap positions with you. Okay. I, I think I think they will I think they'll they'll win a couple of good games and I think they'll show some um, they'll show some bright, bright moments. It's just going to be a little bit difficult without a really good recognised organiser in yeah. that team. I, I sincerely hope that Brooks plays over and above what I believe he can play, uh, because I'd like to see the Tigers go even higher than that. And and you know, a dream would be for them to finish in the top ten. Mm. Um, but I, I don't, I'm not sure that's going to happen without those extra couple of playmakers and organisers and whatnot. Let me just quickly draw up their draw. Drop their draw? Uh, load up their draw. Have a look. Have, a look, have a look at, at the draw. first six weeks. I'm going to put it out there, Cocksmith. All right? Yep. They first three they games, they've got the Titans at Leichhardt. Yep. All right? Yep. On a Sunday night. Uh, if the Tigers fans have reacted to the signings the way they should, that should be absolutely packed for the first game of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, even at a six fifteen start, then they've got the. This is a good start. They've got the Knights at Leichhardt the next Sunday at four o'clock. Those first two yep. games, they can win those absolutely. And then the third game is at Belmore again Sunday afternoon against the Bulldogs. If the Tigers start three and zero, what kind of hype is going to be out there around the top eight? If they start three and zero. I'm not sure it's great for their season to, to try and maintain that kind of level. I don't think they're going to beat the Bulldogs. But if they start 3-0, and you know, mm. their crowds will get bigger for at least the next month or so. Um, and well, the next home it, game it, after that is at a core stadium. So they're going to the big ground for the Easter Monday game against Parramatta. Is that round, round four? Round six. So they got, they got, okay, what's, what's round they got, four? They've got to play Melbourne in Melbourne and Brisbane in Brisbane the two weeks after the first three games. They can beat Brisbane. If they've won, even if they lose those two games, if they've won three and zero to start, that will be a huge crowd for Easter Monday against Parramatta. But they have to have a couple of wins on the board for the fans to show up. To show up, if they start one so and Easter- four or something like that, then they're in trouble in terms of that crowd. So Eels round six, yeah, yeah. I say in trouble. I mean they can't get a sixty thousand crowd. They might get a thirty or something like that. Yeah, and they got by in round seven. If, if I- so guaranteed two points by round seven. That's at least good. If, if I have to, if I have to pick, if someone holds a gun to my head and says, "Pick them now," we don't even know what the teams are for, for all of these teams. But I would say they can win. They they should win the first two games. Yeah. Then they might lose four on the trot. But conversely, yeah, no. if we're going to talk about the run home, okay, yep. so their last four games, they don't have yep. a buy across the last four rounds, so they don't have those that sort of automatic two points that come in. Sometimes they'll be twenty five rounds this year, twenty six, uh, twenty seven, three buys, four, twenty four games and three buys. Uh, yep. In round 24, they have a home game, but they're taking it to Hamilton to take on the Warriors. They're the only team that's taken a game to... Music. Oh, really? Congratulations, Tigers. Well done. Yeah, that's good. Good for them. Uh, then they play the Dolphins 
at Combank Stadium. That's yep. going to be winnable. So that's two in a row that are winnable, Warriors and um, Dolphins. Then they're at SFS versus the Roosters, probably a loss. And then they finish at Brookvale versus Manly. Now, that means they could win three of the last four. So yep. if we're saying that 12 and 12 is that sort of you're in the zone kind of thing, it basically what we're saying is you need to be, by the time they hit round 24, they probably need to be a game or two over 500 by then. I don't think they can be chasing. They'll, they'll need, I reckon they'll need 13 wins for the 24 to be in the conversation for the eight. So yeah. yep. 10 wins we're saying with four rounds left they need to have. It's it's not it's not a a uh, task that's unachievable, mm. um, but they uh, they're going to want to they're going to want to win out of those first six rounds at least two of them, um, and then and then really uh, the same kind of ratio going forward across each six across each six rounds. Yep. So um, I guess it puts perspective it, into how bigger tasks ahead of them. To go from four yep. wins to the thirteen, you might need. It's not yep. easy. You've got to win, you know, sixty-six or whatever percent of your games. <laughs> most of the most yep. of those month blocks. Yep. Not easy. Not easy. I think they're. I think they're. You know, in wrapping in wrapping it from yep. here, mate. I, I just think they're one or two good. Um, one or two good uh, signings away from being a top ten team. With you, finally. Um, He's got a two-year deal, I think. But if the Tigers exceed all expectations, maybe even sneak into the eight. Does Tim Sheen stay for his second year or does he hand the reins to Benji? Well, is he meant to hand the reins to Benji at the end of 24 or the end of 23? I thought it was the end of two seasons, as I, as I understood it. If I'm wrong, I apologise, people. Um, but I, I, I think thought it was, I think he's meant I thought to, it was two I think years. He's meant, yeah, I think he's meant one? to hand over. No, I think he's meant to hand over at the end of 24. That's how I understood it. Yeah. Does he so hang out he, for another year? Does he does he does he do at the end of 23 if everything's going peachy and oh. he just goes that's what I'm asking is if no. they have if they make the finals. Yeah. Does he does he say well, you know, take over, it's your turn. So I don't think he if they miss the finals he doesn't do it. I'm confident in no, saying. I, that. I I I don't think he will, mate. I think I think I think Tim knows enough about football to know that that would just pile the pressure on Benji. I think he sees the job out. Come hell or high water, I think he sees the job out. And I got to say, he's done a fantastic job today. Uh, shout out to uh, G from our one of our WhatsApp groups. Uh, I know I've been pushing the Tim Sheen's barrel for a long time about how he's going to turn that club around, but he just sent a message through before, and he's he's on he's on board. He's believing, and this is one of those very negative Tigers fans, which I can understand why uh, for a long time. So he's done a wonderful job. One T Sheens to reinvigorate the fan base after pretty average last six to ten he's, years. He's given them hope, mate, and and hope is everything in 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 footy. You know, like uh, it's got people talking. They've, they've made some really good signings. Now the boys just have to get together, gel together, uh, win. You know, eight to twelve of those games this year, um, and it'll give them a really good platform then to sign players, and that's what they need. They need stability they need to be able to win a few games they need some good chatter around around the the traps that they're a good club to be at yep. um, and they're going forward and then they will have then they will get players without having to pay them 200 grand more than they're worth 
Um, they'll get players that want to be there and players that want to go there. So that's the key, is that once they can get players for what they're actually worth, or maybe even a little bit unders because they're keen to be there, yeah. that's when you can build a premiership team. When, you, when you've got to play, pay your players, a la Luke Brooks, $1.2, $1.3 million to be there, you're not in a great situation. This is what Brooks is trying to turn around uh, in conjunction with the juniors. Let's yeah. bring the juniors through. Let's give them a taste of first-grade football. Let's give them minutes. You know, let's see how they go under a bit of pressure. Um, let's let's get them to training and, and get them to oppose and things like that so that they can call upon them when they're required or when they think it's time for them to bring them in for their, their own development. That way you can build a club. Doing, doing like going back to St. George, doing what they're having to do at the moment, which is rebuild on the fly and the and the coaches under all sorts of pressure. Good things don't happen there, but I think that I think that Sheens has the trust of the board and, and the uh, the status within rugby league to be able to take his time a little bit. And what I'm seeing here in these signings are, are really good signings, and uh, I wish him all the best of luck because I think I think they should do really well. I'm gonna leave the last words of the podcast to one T Sheens, apart from your David Beckham impersonation on Pepsi, which. You've been called Which out. Always terrible. You've been called out on on Twitter. Uh, this is Tim Sheens. Yes, I made the point when I was head of rugby league before I was even coaching at the Tigers that in three years' time this club would turn the corner big time, and not just wait three years to do it. It'll be turn that corner all the way. We have a five year plan, and it's not a major change in coaches. It's just a transfer when Benji takes over. Unbeliever, get me on board, Timmy. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I'll. I'll uh, I was about to say I'll get on the bus, but that's actually probably not the great place to be. Um, I'm. I'm. I'm on board, mate. I. I, I really hope they do really well. Um, I think the Tigers. Um, you know, the Tigers doing well is really good for footy, just like when South do well. So, um, good luck to them, and and hopefully we see some uh, team songs this year. Yeah, that's and one thing about Tim Sheens that you can probably guarantee is this team will play some football. He, he is not shy away from that. And uh, I've been Warwick Nicholson. That's been Rob Cox. That's been your West Tigers deep dive for 2023. Next team probably will be Canterbury, but we will leave it up to uh, Twitter to decide or Instagram to decide who we should do next. Take us out, Beckham. Pepsi. Is that better? What did I get called out for? What did I do? What did someone say? And who was it? Uh, I'm going to Twitter. I think it was Ross McArdle. What's their handle? Ross McArdle basically said, Great stuff, but Rob's Beckham impersonation is terrible. He's a cockney. Okay, what's Ross's? Not, he's a cockney, not a northerner. Hashtag Pepsi. What's what's At, uh, Ross's? If you go to my last the the pod about the dragons, the YouTube link I put on there. Yeah. Uh, he replied to that. He's from Wales, Ross. What is it? At what? At Give me Ross McArdle, as it sounds. M-O-C-A-R-D-L-E? No, just one C. M-C-A-R-D-L-L. D-E-L-L. Yep. McCardell. No worries. I'll <laughs> be sending in some viruses tonight. <clears throat> nice. Not the footy show. Show? You've been sleeping over there. Pepsi. <laughs>